Hey guys and welcome to a brand new episode of Broad Street to Britain and we have got some guests for you guys and a great show as well. First of all, I am joined by the brilliant Alex Carr from The Good Fight and Twitch Sensation now as well to discuss everything that's been happening in the Phillies camp at the moment and discuss the off-season signings what we're going to look forward to about spring training as well and not only that but we are joined by Brett and Oscar the two founders of the brilliant Fandemic crew we're going to have a chat about their fantastic year last year and also some exciting plans for next year ahead but first of all let's get into it and we've got Alex Carr from The Good Fight so here we are and look who's back Alex Carr is back. Twitch, Twitch sensation, Alex Carr. Oh, no, stop. Alex, how oh, are you, no. man? I'm good, Dave. I am good. I'm cold. I'm tired. Uh, I want to go outside and not have to worry about a global pandemic. Oh, but I'm amen. Good. I'm amen. Good. <laughs> I just said Twitch sensation. Alex, plug it, man. You deserve it. And if you guys, if you haven't oh. seen it yet, I know it's a bit hard for us in the UK because they're a little bit late, Alex. They're a little bit late for us, but you I can know. watch them Shame back. on me. Alex, Shame where can we me. watch your fantastic streams? Uh, you can follow me on twitch.tv at uh, takeabalk. Uh, that's T-A-K-E-A-B-A-L-K. Uh, you know, for all of you baseball fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time. Uh, I never would have expected it to take off the way it has. Very, very lucky. Uh, but, you know, we're going to be doing watch-alongs for every and all televised spring training game. So that's going to be, you know, those are usually at around 1 o'clock Eastern time. So, yep. you know, 6, six o'clock p.m. over here, guys. Your end. Yep. Exactly. So, you know, that'll be pretty UK-friendly. And then uh, I'm planning to stream a whole bunch of games during the Season 2. And by a whole bunch, I mean, like, the vast majority of games during the Season 2. Uh, so I'm very, very excited for that. Um Come stop by if you want just a really fun place to chat Phillies or baseball in general. Um, it's it's a great time. I'm having a blast doing it. Um, and I could not be happier with the way that it's been going. So there's my plug, Dave. I've plugged. That's... Wor- and a worthy <laughs> there plug. You go. A worthy plug. I've, <laughs> I've watched them back in the next day. And honestly, they're brilliant. And he gets all the new big stories dropping while he's live on air as well to go through. News you've, always you've got lucky. You've, you've got lucky. It always happens. Oh, I don't know. Highly recommended, guys. And we'll be tuning in for the watch longs as well. We'll 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 give you our support here in the UK as well because it's good fun. Oh, it's I nice to wait. watch a game with 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 fellow fellow fans and get involved, watch it together. Right. It's the good best place we can to do, do it in these times. Um That's Alex, right. spring is here. It's not here, here. It's cold. Thank God. But Philly well, yeah, spring, clear water, the trucks have rolled in, pitchers and catchers have reported, and JT's got himself injured. Um, but we're not worried, Alex, are we? He'll be back. He said not to I mean, worry. If he say not to worry. He's not worried. We're not yeah. worried, right? I, I, I wouldn't worry. I, I don't think – so for me, it's like not only is this like a freak accident, obviously, mm. but, I mean, it's not like, um, you know, he had 
some sort of injury that's going to prevent him from, you know, being as defensively reassured as he as he will be, you know, uh, typically. You know, it's not like this is a knee injury or or something with a hamstring or something like that. It's just a thumb issue. Um, it's not going to affect his pop time. It's not going to affect his swing. It's not going to affect any of that. It's just a thumb fracture. Um, it happens. These th- that's basically what spring training is. Spring training is, yeah. is uh, basically just watching games that don't matter and hoping that the players that you like don't get hurt. And unfortunately, something always ends up happening that is just an absolute bummer. <laughs> it's Philly um, sports, so right? this is, well, that too. Um, <laughs> but this is just one of those cases. And, you know, he's going to be fine. He's not going to lose a ton of playing time. Uh, you know, JT's one of those guys that wouldn't get into the spring lineup that often anyway, um, just yeah. because, you know, they uh, want to preserve his health. Uh, spring is typically more for like those guys that really need to, you know, refine their stuff, refine their, uh, their, their swing paths. And, you know, especially for pitchers to stretch out their arms, things like that. Um, so I would not worry about it even a little bit. Uh, and I still think, you know, this won't, he's getting reevaluated in two weeks. So, you know, he may be able to start swinging the bat as soon as, you know, four weeks from now, uh, and we'll still have some games going. So it's better now than, you know, later on in spring training, or, you know, God forbid, during the regular season. So exactly. it's fine. Come, no worry. Come forth, Jeff Mathis, eh? Hey, honestly, yeah. I yeah, yeah I, I, I is, joke, but he is, I, yeah, he could, he could. He's a big deal. Yeah. He's, so Jeff Mathis is great because Jeff Mathis is the greatest receiver uh, of the last, like, 20 years in baseball. Um, and by receiver, I mean, like, you know, well, not the last 20 years because Yvonne Rodriguez exists, but, like, you know, of the last yeah. long time in baseball, um, he makes all of his pitchers better. Uh, and even if he's not going to be sticking with the team past spring, uh, well, he might stay in AAA, which would be huge. That would actually be, that would be massive. Um, but if he, if he wasn't going to, um, you know, he still makes every guy he works with better. Um, and if you haven't already, go watch Foolish Baseball. Uh, there's a plug for Bailey. Foolish Baseball's video of Jeff Mathis on his YouTube channel just absolutely brilliant dissection of why Jeff Mathis is so important uh, and why he's just a great ad for this team. I'm very, very excited. If he sticks, you know, in AAA with this club, that's a huge deal. Yeah, that's absolutely. a huge, huge deal for the young pitchers in AAA. Massive. Absolutely. Well, while we're still on, actually, we can link these in, in together. While we're on new acquisitions and injuries, uh, Reese Hoskins, we don't know if he's going to be back yet, is it, there's a good chance he may miss the start of the season with a bit unknown, but Brad Miller's here. And I've got a feeling we're going to see, I think we're going to see if, if especially if Reese is out, we could see a fair bit of Brad Miller at the start of the season. Absolutely. Yeah. He'll, I, my thought process would be that he is going to be the backup first baseman uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Unless they want to move Alec Bohm over there, but I think they want to give Bohm as many reps at third as they possibly can. Um, but yeah, I, I would be remiss if I was to say that I'd be disappointed that Brad Miller would get a starting spot, uh, in this lineup. I mean, just an absolute, I can just, I I could not be happier that he's back with this team. Uh, and for, for those who say, you know, I've never seen anyone get this excited about a bench player before. Brad Miller's not a bench player. Brad Miller was a starting, he was St. Louis's DH last year, basically. Um, he is a starting player caliber bat uh you know who can play a decent left field can play a decent first base can play third base um you know he he does a lot of things and he is exactly what this bench quote unquote was missing they needed a lefty power bat and they got one and we've seen what brad miller can do in citizens bank park 
Do not sleep on that acquisition. That is a huge get. His peripherals from last year were amazing. He saw, saw a steep incline uh, when it came to his walk percentage. So I'm very, very excited to have Brad Miller back. Uh, and everyone else should be too. He's going yeah, to be awesome. I'm psyched. I'm psyched. It's bamboo season, Alex. It's bamboo oh, season. I could not have asked for a better and a st- returning and that steal. Was it was it three million? Three point five. Yep. Three point five. I mean, that is yeah. for a guy like Brad Miller. I mean, that that is truly. Uh, and you know, it's an increase from where he was last year. But he had a great, a you know, great, great year. Um, and he he deserves it. He deserves that payday. So I'm very very excited to have him back. Yeah, and He's, and even even oh, the, the card so fans who even though they got Arenado, a lot of them even on the Phillies tweets comments were like, ah, oh, we wish we kept him. All the best to Brad because. He was yep. he was just one near at the cars, but he was highly respected there. That the fans knew what a good job he was he really did there. good. Yeah, he you know you you look at his batting average like oh two thirty seven not bad. Then you look at his on base. He got on base at nearly a four hundred clip with a five hundred plus slugging. I mean that's he had a great year. He is a very good baseball player. He's a late bloomer. I'm just very very excited to have that back back at our disposal. Absolutely, especially in a short porch. Short porch right field, Citizens yep. Bank Park. Yeah, and exciting. and another good acquisition, Mr. Watson. That, mm-hmm. that, that came under the, I wasn't expecting it. His name wasn't really talked about in the free agency, was it? A sort of bit of under the radar signing coming in, experienced lefty. Lots of really underrated relievers have kind of flown under uh, under our eyes this whole offseason, uh, just because it, this this relief class was really, really good. Um, and there were just so many guys available. Um, so yeah, Tony Watson is a, is a big get, uh, workhorse, absolute workhorse, uh, you know, has pitched 50 plus in, in innings in, in eight of his 10 career seasons has a sub three ERA, uh, over his career. I mean, he's just very good. He's, he's very deceptive from the left side limits, hard contact better than almost anybody in the game. Um, and it's just, he, he's a great ad. I mean, he's just like Brandon Kinsler. They are both. Yeah. Uh, very ground contact heavy guys, which is fine considering the fact that you brought in Jose Alvarado, uh, you have Connor Brogdon, you have Hector Neris, guys that are really, really focused on striking other guys out. Uh, I would put Archie Bradley in there. He's not like a strikeout oriented guy, but, you know, can definitely get you swinging uh, many, many times. Uh, so he, you know, all of those guys combined, you, you need some, some ground contact guys that, you know, you can bring out from the pen to get your double play. Uh, you know, anything of that sort. So, so, uh, and, you know, who knows what happens with the roster right now. I'm not sure both Kinsler and Watson make the bullpen uh, out of spring, barring an injury or a trade or something like that. Um, but I mean, these could be guys that you see on the taxi squad as well. If they choose, you yeah. know, to accept reassignment to the minors after, you know, not making the club, these are guys that you can put on the taxi squad and you can just bring them up at your leisure. I mean that, and that's, that cannot be overstated how important that is, uh, which is why I think also having Jeff Mathis would make a lot of sense. Uh, if he were on your taxi squad, you know, that's your third catcher, just in case something should happen. Uh, you have a really, really impressive third catcher um, that you can just call up at whim. So that's absolutely, that's pretty good. I think it's a great get. I, Tony Watson's a great get. Kinsler's a great get. It's good. I don't know about you, Alex, but I can't believe if, if you told me back in November that I'd be excited for a new Philly season. Back then, I would have gone, don't be silly. Because back then, Middleton was coming out saying, we don't know how many fans will be in the stands. We're not going to spend. We're going to be looking at 
letting JT and Didi go at the time, and it was all looking doom and gloom. Fast forward a few months, and the Phillies have gone for it. And not all in on big players. It's a lot of all filler, no killer. But it's we've improved. The bullpen's improved. The offense, which was in top 10 and most offensive categories last year, top five in some, in fact, has stayed the same. Brad Miller's a great addition. And then the bullpen, which was the biggest thing to rebuild. And we've just thrown so many pitches. And I, I like what they've done. A lot of upside with these pitches. Low cost, big upside. And if if they, they come through, and not all of them are going to, because we've, we have thrown so many at it, but just some of them coming through is already a vast improvement on a team that missed the playoffs by one game last season. Alex, where are you? Like, I, I've built myself up in the last few weeks and I'm now up here again. Like, I, I'm like, we could do this. We can challenge for the playoffs. Where where are you right now with this team? Because it's a tough division. Let's think back on the ground for a second. This division is going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, it's a really hard division. It is. It is going to be very competitive. But I, uh, I'm trying to... to <laughs> make this as uh as as realistic as possible um i think that the phillies as they are currently constructed are an 85 to 87 win team like do i think that that is um you know gonna be better than the braves and or mets i really don't know um i think that or and i guess i'll put the nationals in there i I don't think the Nationals are going to have a very good year at all. I think um, I think they're but, a lot lower than what they've been projected. A lot of a lot of people seem to think they'll be okay. I disagree, but I I, mm. I think they just look terrible to me. Um, but that's just me. Um, nothing against the Nationals. I've I've liked the Nationals in past years, but I just I I don't know what they're doing right now. Uh, anyway, uh, I do think that. Uh, you know, both of these clubs, both the Braves and the Mets, still have a lot of question marks. You know, the Mets went out and said, hey, we're going to outbid everybody and, and you know, be really aggressive this free agency. And they signed a lot of guys, but they didn't sign a lot of very good ones. Yeah, uh, I mean, right. they got Frankie Lindor. They got Carlos Carrasco. That's amazing. But, like, James McCann for four years, nobody even knows. James McCann has started, like, 120 games in his entire career. Like, mm-hmm. We don't really know, or probably more than that, but like over the last like two or three years, he started like 120 games. Like he's been a, a, a platoon catcher for most of his career. Um, you know, you look at Trevor May, who's a guy that, you know, they really think he's going to take the next step forward, but, but is he, they still have Yuri's Familia. They still have Edwin Diaz. These guys that are like just big question marks. Um, you know, the rotation is amazing. I'm not going to discount the rotation, but the lineup is basically what we were expecting, right? Everyone was like, yeah. oh, you know, the Mets are going to go out and sign George Springer and, uh, you know, they're going to get Trevor Bauer and, and JT. Well, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't do that. They got Francisco Lindor and, and JT, yeah. And, and, and they got uh, Taiwan Walker. And, you Overpaid. know, that's, that's what it is. Uh, I, I, yeah, they, they paid a lot for Taiwan, but I like Taiwan. So, you know, we'll see. But they have kind of... Um, uh, and their payroll is, is pretty messy going forward. So I don't know how much I love that Mets team as constructed. Um, their infield defense and outfield defense is going to be absolutely abysmal. I hope they're prepared for that. 
Um, and their, you know, their 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 lineup isn't um, much better than what I was expecting it to be. In fact, I think they would be better off with George Springer uh, over Frankie Lindor's bat. But you know, they did what they did, and and I, you know, I have them to win the division, but only on paper. Uh, and it's going to be a lot of they need a lot of things to break right, just like. The Braves always do, but the Braves always have their things break right. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, Braves Braves rotation super fragile. They haven't added to their bullpen at all. When they lost four of their most dependable arms, uh, they literally have had added nobody, uh, which is shocking to me. Uh, they'll probably add somebody before the offseason is out, but I just don't know. And the lineup is the same thing that it was last year. And I don't think you can expect Freddie Freeman and Marcelo Zuna to repeat the incredible impact that they had last year. I could be wrong. I always am when it comes to the Braves because somehow <laughs> I, they pull it out yeah. in the end. Uh, but I, I really, there's a reason their Kokoda projections are so bad. Um, yep. It's because the team is fragile and, and they are expecting a lot of guys to, to overperform. Um, and they very well might, but I just, I think the Phillies, what I'm trying to say here is I think the Phillies have a, as good a shot as the Mets or the Braves do, because all of these teams are going to need a certain amount of luck. You don't look at these teams and say, oh, you know, this these guys could beat the Dodgers. Of course you don't. The Braves, yeah. as currently constructed, would get demolished by the Dodgers, just like they did in the NLCS. They would get demo- The Mets would get demolished by the Padres, by the Dodgers, by, you know, I, the Phillies would also get demolished by the Dodgers or the Padres. I will state that in ink, but like, those teams are complete. They have no questions. Everything, you know, as currently constructed, they could go on and win a World Series. I don't look at the Mets or the Braves or the Phillies and say as, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Got a battery notification. Um, I don't look at the Mets or the Braves or the Phillies and say, you know, oh, these guys, you know, as currently constructed are going to be runaways with the World Series because they're not. So they all have as good a chance as one another to you know, win this division. And Absolutely. so I think it's going to be a real three-headed monster here. Uh, and it's it's going to be a tough and a long season, but we'll see what happens. I would really, really uh, – I'm very excited to, to see how these things unfold. Yeah. Oh, me, me I think both. it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of folks yeah, I think, of folks think. Yeah, I think a lot of people are sleeping on us. And I'm quite happy with that. I like it. Fine. Take the pressure off us. You yeah, keep You keep away you from should. us. That's absolutely fine. We'll show you. Um, finally, Alex, very quickly – Spring training games are quickly coming upon us. That fight for the rotation, like I said, we've got a lot of pitches in camp. Uh, what players are you particularly looking forward to seeing? And uh, anything else that you're looking forward to seeing in these spring training games? Apart from that, what should be a, a really interesting and fascinating pitches battle to get in the uh, get in the roster? Totally, I'm I'm always really really excited to see you know some of my favorite prospects come out and and do their thing. Um, so, you know, I'm always really excited for guys like Simone Muziotti. Uh, Johan Rojas got invited to camp this year, which is just insane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for my brand in particular, I love that guy. Um, you know, there's also just, you know, Ranger Suarez is finally, you know, done battling COVID, uh, having some visa issues, but will hopefully get over here. Um, I really just am very excited primarily for the new pitching additions. I'm really excited to see where Matt Moore is sitting in terms of movement and in terms of arsenal and in terms of velocity. Uh, I'm excited to see the same from Chase Anderson. I think, you know, there's a reason that this team went out and got the guys they did. And whether that's just because, you know, maybe they'll eat some innings or, or maybe that's just because they really think that they have some upside. But 
we'll have to wait and see. Um, but those two guys, obviously, very excited to watch. I'm excited to watch Scott Kingery. He's healthy. He's COVID Come free. Come on, this year, um, Scotty. I think this year. I mean, he is for me. He is the clear cut platoon mate with Adam Hazley uh, for center yeah. field, and I really, really like that idea because they'll both get a solid amount of playing time. They'll both get to you know double switch for one another every now and again, um, and they'll 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 get some even time in, in center field. And whoever wins that job wins that job. Whoever doesn't gets traded or rides the bench, um, yeah. and that's just how it's going to be. But one of them is going to come out and far and away be the better for the job. I don't think they'll both just be terrible. Um, so, you know, whichever way that breaks, I'm excited to watch both of them. Um, I'm very, very excited to see the new bullpen additions. I'm honestly, I know a lot of people have questions about the character, but I'm very, very excited to see Sam Coonrod, uh, see what they're doing with all of these guys that they have acquired that kind of have some spotty command, but can really blaze their fastball. Um, I'm really, really excited to see what their plan is with, with guys like that. I mean, the Phillies traded their fourth round draft pick of 2020 mm-hmm. for Sam yeah. Coonrod. There is a reason behind that. And I'm not sure what it is because he had a terrible 2020, but I mean, when you've got a cutter that rides at 93 miles an hour and a fastball that touches 102, I'm not going to look at you and say, Oh, you're hopeless. You yeah. know, uh, there's, there's, there's something there. Um, and so if he can come out and be something out of the bullpen, if Connor Brogdon continues how good his 2020 was, if, you know, uh, there's, there's just a whole bunch of guys who've been working their butts off this offseason that I'm really, really excited to see come back. We're having some semblance of a normal-ish season this year. Um, so I'm, there's so many guys to look at and just say, oh, that's going to be so cool to watch them come back. And, uh, and do their thing. So I, I'm excited for everybody, but namely those guys. Yeah, absolutely. And on top of that, just to add one more to that, to see what Caleb Coffin, uh, Coffin can do with him. Like, absolutely. I can't absolutely. wait to see what he... Because, because he must have been behind some of those acquisitions as well, going, you know what? I can oh, work with him. I can turn that 100%. around. 100%. Like, like you say, with Coonrod, Caleb must have seen... He, he would know Coonrod and goes, I can, I can change this guy. I trust Dave. Well, it's... I, I trust I it's, trust Caleb and Joe. It's more the profiles. It's it's really you look at these guys and you know they they were obviously targeting a specific kind of pitcher this year. I mean, you look at even though they're they're gone from the team now, Johan Quezada, Ian Hamilton, guys, you know that had control issues that were really just had a lot of velocity and a lot of stuff. And uh, you know, Alvarado can be included in that list. Yeah, Kumrod yeah. again yeah. can be included in that list. Um, but I think that ultimately what you're looking at uh, is a complete turnaround in terms of philosophy. Uh, they've got some guys this year that can touch and exceed, well exceed 100 miles an hour. Um, and, you know, also you got to look forward to in June, July, Sir Anthony's probably coming back. Um, there's, you know, something could be there as well. Um, so we, you truly, you just never know. Um, but ultimately it's a big turnaround from where they were last year. Uh, you know, it's not just a whole bunch of stable veterans, quote unquote, uh, you know, uh, which Brandon Workman and Heath Embry and Tommy Hunter and all these guys turned out absolutely not to be. Um, instead, it's a lot of young guys with a lot of upside. I mean, Alvarado's 26. Coonrod is 28. Um, Brogdon is 26. Jojo Romero is 24 uh, or 25 maybe now. Um <laughs> You know, it's it's a young, young bullpen. 
Uh, and, you know, you add Kinsler and Watson to that list and you've got two 36 year olds, but those are your guys that are, that are coming out to, to reduce hard contact. Um, so, you know, ultimately I'm very, very excited to see what comes of this new bullpen. Uh, it can suck if it wants to, but it will not be anywhere near as bad as it was last year. And that's all you can really ask for because the Phillies were a bad bullpen away. You know, they had an abysmal bullpen. They were a bad bullpen away from running away into the playoffs. Um, so absolutely, you know, it's just, it's, it's a completely new look and I'm very, very excited for it. I, mate, I can't. Honestly, I can't wait. Even for the spring training games, you see these pitchers doing their thing. Yep. It, it's mainly for the pitchers, right? The, 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 Primarily. The, the offense, like once the batters, the outfielders, once they've had their first week of at-bats, they, they want to get the season going. They, they want to start right. these pitches. It's, it's mostly for hitters. I mean, that's the thing, though, right? Like, how often in spring training last year did the Phillies see a 100-mile-an-hour fastball? Yeah. Not often, because yeah. it was primarily intra-squad games. So, like, having, you know, an intra-squad game to, you know, just get your guys used to seeing 100 miles an hour, that's a big deal. That's a good Absolutely. thing. Um, you know, same with, you know, any hitter. Any hitter is going to want to look at a 100-mile-an-hour fastball before the season starts because they want to know how to adjust to it. Um, well, and they're just going to have to figure that out. Like last season, how many times did, did our hitters come against bullpens late on in games that were throwing 100 mile an hour? We had no answer. Like, yep. w- like we couldn't finish off games at times because they brought in pitchers who could throw so like high 90s, 100s, and we were tied up. You, you bang Which on. Which is again yeah. why Brad Miller is very important because Brad Miller is a guy that thrives on hitting fastballs. High- Ultimately, you can't complain here. They spent a ton of money money that we never thought they would spend uh yeah, and amen. they they have done well to shore up every part of this team they absolutely uh, lineup is near a mirror image just with an added spice of brad miller which is amazing uh you know scott kingery shouldn't be as useless as he was last year um adam hazley will get more playing time thank god roman quinn hopefully won't start any games um <laughs> uh you know there, there's no DH now, but I don't think that makes this team much worse. Phil Goslin was taking up a lot of the DHing. Mm, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's again, it is, you're looking at a very similar lineup with a, nothing but upgrades. You're looking at a very similar rotation, just with a couple new faces. And you're looking at a completely revamped bullpen. There is, you know, unless they see some pretty bad luck, this is a really decent, decent team. Uh, I would go as far as to say it's a really good team. Uh, and I think they have just as much a shot as anyone. So looking forward to it. Love very it. excited. Love it. Perfect. Can't wait. Alex, thank you very much. Uh, Always. See, uh, no, see, look, you had that effect. Now I, I am I'm up here. <laughs> I'm up here. I'm 10.5. Let, you know. let's, let's have it. Um, mate, <laughs> thank you so much for your time, buddy. And uh, we'll, we'll get you back on throughout the season. No doubt about it. Guys, catch him on Twitch. Where is it again, Alex? At Take a Bulk. Brilliant. Alex will be there with your, with your watch alongs for sure. And any, uh, any oh, UK friendlier times. <laughs> Half 12 at night. It's, it's, we're getting there now, but it's, it's tough. Um, Whoops. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool. It's all good. Alex, thank you very much, mate. Take care, buddy. Thank you. Of course, Dave. Thank you. Always. I am delighted to introduce to you two legends 
my word, two legends, the founders of the fantastic Fandemic crew. It is Brett and Oscar, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Guys, thank you for coming on. Thank you for your time. I'll start with you, Brett. How are you? How are you? How are you doing? Dave, I'm doing great. It's, uh, it's the best time of the year. It's uh, Pitchers and Catchers were just the other day. We're getting a lot of good coverage, live coverage. I don't know if you saw the uh, the Hector Neris or the Archie Bradley or the uh, Girardi mic'd up, but, you know, this is a time of the year where it's snowy outside right now where we are, but soon we'll be inside. And we're getting good reports from down in Florida, so, yeah, we're doing pretty good. Awesome. And, uh, and Oscar, how are you, my man? I'm doing great, Dave. How you doing? Um, just here again, what Brett said, and enjoying the snow over here. Hopefully in the six weeks, we get this cold weather out of the way. Have our guys down there getting, getting together and getting ready to bring it back to Philadelphia. Absolutely. You guys are right. Like it's, it's, you've got the snow, it's cold. We've got the cold, but the rain, but seeing that Philly's content down in Clearwater and it just brings a bit of warmth to us, right? It, Gets us a little bit giddy. Baseball is back and the Phillies are back. Uh, So for the guys who in the UK, who, because we haven't seen the interviews, I was saying to these guys before we got on air, we don't see the interviews you guys do in America. So we feel a bit left out. We know who you are, but I thought it'd be a great chance for us to get to know you guys as well. So this time last year, the pandemic crew wasn't even a thing, was it? It's crazy. It feels like, whoa, it feels like we've known you for so long, for longer than just, just a year um guys where'd the idea come from brett where obviously it was june when we started going again was it just going to be a one-off thing or did you did you always plan to go for every game no matter what um well i didn't really have any long-term plans per se so when i knew that they were going to have games at the stadium without fans my idea was i was going to sit out there with a chair a radio and a beer you know, I thought maybe I'd go with my dad, you know, see what's up, you know, kind of poke around. But uh, they did summer training 2.0. And um, the way my job is and where I am in my life, I can't go to spring training. So what I did instead was I was like, I'm going to go to summer training because I can do it. I'm a teacher. So I'm off in the summer. Right. So I went over there. There was like nobody there. Like they're hitting balls and they're like landing right next to me. Like home run balls. They're playing like a local, like high school field. You know, it's like, Imagine seeing like, you know, a big sports team playing like some pitch of like a local high school. Yeah. yeah. And there was a couple of people there. And I said, yo, can I keep these balls? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. So it would be green. So I was giving them out. So I went back over to the stadium and I saw Oscar there. And I, I knew Oscar from, you know, different Phillies things over the years. And we got to chat and we decided, yeah, we're going to come out on uh, opening day. So when I got to an opening day, there were people milling about. There was media and like kind of people. And we had decided to our spot on 10th Street because you could kind of see the field like you have door bad practice, like fly pops, yeah, pop ups. And um, so we met there and there was a surprising amount of people there, like sorry, 15. But remember, everything was pretty much shut down then. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like me and Oscar. You know, I thought it would be a mm-hmm. so uh, this one kid who dresses up like Waldo, he had a ladder. So I don't, you might see him on there. His name's like, I don't know, Chris or something. His name's Chris. I don't know if he goes by on Twitter or whatever, but he's. He had a ladder and they actually tried to chase us. This one guy who we found out later isn't even with the Phillies. He's like a parking lot supervisor or something. Right. So anyway, so uh, then, you know, we just kept coming back and, you know, Oscar, if you want to go from there. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, uh, now go ahead, Dave. What you gonna say? I was just going to say, 
Oscar, were you surprised that this was because you like you said everywhere was shut down? So were you get like waiting to like be told to move on and and that would be it? Were you surprised that they actually really embraced it? Um, I think they were a little. Oh, actually, we were told, you know, that they were a little <laughs> nervous in the beginning. Uh, so the first week, you know, the reputation that Philly fans had is just like drunken fans and um, mm. ready to start trouble at, at any second. Um, but it was uh, completely the opposite. Uh, when me and Brett started congregating out there, you know, we know how serious COVID was or, or, or still is. So we we made sure that we were, we were safe out there. We had uh, plenty of face masks, uh, hand sanitizers uh, along every fence. Um and and we were doing the, these, the social distance. So if someone came with a group, it, it was really like that group stood with each other. Yeah. Um, and it, it started with like five people then the 10, 15, and it just started to grow. And we just, it was just authentic Philly love. And, um, and, and honestly, to tell you, I miss it. And I, I can't wait uh, to do it either outside again or inside uh, the ballpark when the season starts. You guys must have, although it was, it was only what three months, uh, June, July, August, September. So it's just a few months, but and you must. <laughs> what I love personally, guys, not only were we there for every game, but for every inning, you you guys didn't yes. leave early. You guys even in the the crushing games where people were in their right mind, and fair enough, would have gone. You know what? We're down and out. We're, we're, let's catch, let's go early, avoid the traffic. But but you guys stuck through it, no matter what the weather, <laughs> no matter. Yeah. The, the scenarios, the conditions, every inning, some brutal, some brilliant. Yeah. But with all the people you met, you must have some great stories from out there. You know, what, what were some of your favorite stories and favorite memories of last year being out there? Oh, well, one of mine is, uh, I believe it was the Phillies versus the uh, Atlanta Braves. And, and the Braves jumped out on us. We all know that the, how good the Braves are. Mm. They jumped out on us like, I think it was like nine and one at the time. Um, and again, like what you were saying, um, we, we stay no matter what. We, we, we can get killed a hundred and nothing and we're still going to be out there. And uh, it was one of those sports center nights. Uh, the cameras are out, a good crowd out there. And uh, from the distance, you see this one guy walking to the fence and this, the owner of the Philadelphia Phillies, John Middleton. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and and really, man, that, that meant a lot to us because he took the time to sign every fan's uh, whatever, if it was a bat, a T-shirt. And he wasn't in a rush. You could tell it was very genuine uh, love that he was uh, giving back. So, again, listen, we lost that game. But the Phillies, man, they started fighting back. And um, we lost. But, listen, me and Brett, we know after every game we would clean up um, That's awesome. go down a block towards the staff and media area and we know our guys come out with the cars and because of COVID we were not trying to stop these guys we want these guys to go straight home but we were out there with our signs to show support to these guys and let them know that hey we are the best fans in Major League Baseball absolutely and that came across loud and clear Brett what, what about you some, some favorite memories from last year well I mean for me my favorite memories really have to do with um a lot of like the friendships and relationships I built, like, you know, you know, I knew Oscar, but we really grew our friendship over the summer by, you know, basically building a, a business, you know, and I enjoyed the fact that so many people came up to us and said, you know, thank you so much. Um, thank you for, you know, organizing this and making this safe. You know, I haven't been out of my house for, you know, five, six months It's the first thing I did, you know, when I came out, I felt safe and accepted. That felt really good. You know, I mean, the, 
to know that we were able to provide, you know, some joy in a year that, that wasn't the joy, most joyous. You know, we kind of, I, I don't know what your lockdown situation was, but we were locked down for a good yeah. few months. Yeah. And then people were kind of like skeptical and scared. And we had people like we had babies attending their first games out there with us. That's cool. And we, That's had, so cool. We, had, we had World War II vets that are like 95 years old out there, you know, joining us for games that have been going to games since the Baker Bowl, you know, which is, you know, three stadiums ago. So, <laughs> you know, the relationships we built was, you know, was good. And just like supporting our players. So, Dave, you know, one of the things about Philadelphia is nobody ever chooses Philly. For some reason, you know, you see all these other players signing with different teams and somehow Philly gets looked over for players like Bryce Harper and JT to commit serious chunks of their career to Philadelphia. You know, that means a lot to us as fans because it's saying that you, you know, you recognize that there's something of value in Philly that you want to be part of and be around. And we want to make sure we support them in that. Uh, Amen. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, we did last year. We talked about for years and years and years down the line, like this, this last year and so far this year, it's been so unprecedented. Baseball was shut down for the fans, but still going on. And you guys kept it going for so many people. And that's what I loved as well about you guys is that people will talk about you guys. They like, if it, for, like you're part of folklore, you know, you remember that year when everything was shut down, but we still went to the game with the pandemic crew, the air horn sign JT, like, like that's you guys are gonna be in folklore forever that's vintage stuff man that's, that's what i love there's like that's gonna be remembered for years i remember watching it every time sign jt that's, that, those pictures are gonna be there for years and of course the bobbleheads guys like what an honor wow. like who did who, wow. how did that come about oscar like that's just brilliant so um while me and brett was out there you know we, we noticed that the crowd that was you know congregating out there and um we, you know, people were coming up to us asking about T-shirts. So um, in the beginning, I was like, ah, I, I don't know. Um, then uh, while we were opening up our social media outlets, you know, there were people leaving us messages. Um, hey, you know, we could do T-shirts for you guys. And then the next day there was more and more. And I'm like, oh, all right, you know what? So I like sent the email to all five of them at the time to say, you know, whoever can give us the most uh, charity money towards Philly's charity, you know, that's pretty much who we're going to go to. Because uh, while we were out there, you know, we didn't want to make a dime of what we were doing outside of the ballpark. You know, we're doing it for the love of baseball. Um, we reached out to this one company. Uh, we came up with a T-shirt and we started raising money. Um, our goal was uh, pretty high. What we set was 25K. Uh, um, we made about 16,000 um, and the Phillies recognized that. So their way of um, helping us with our charitable cause was to, to come up with the bobbleheads. And uh, just to relive that moment was, you know, we were at a game and I, I forgot what series it was, but one of the uh, the top executives with the Phillies that came up to the fence, and he, he would come frequently yeah. to make sure that everybody was masked up and we were doing the safe thing and we always did. Um, so he didn't have to worry about that. And he said, uh, hey, Brad and Oscar, you know, like, uh, let's talk at the third base gate. And uh, a short walk felt like forever because I was looking <laughs> yeah. at Brett because I was actually scared. I was like, man, did we do something wrong on social media? I thought, like, this is the Philly smack in our hand. Go to the uh, office. <laughs> yeah, it, it felt like that. 
<laughs> so we, we we go to the gate and um we we met Michael and uh, Francine Fields, which is the uh, the daughter and son-in-law of uh, John Middleton. And uh, at the time, Howard said, you know, remember when I told you good things happen to good people? And we said, yeah, we remember that. He said, well, this is your moment. And he walked away. Um, so while we were talking to um, the fields, they, they just wanted to listen to us. It, it was good for them. It was good to see that the front office or involved with the front office wanted to hear Philly fans and, and our opinions about the game in Philadelphia. Um, we had a good conversation and that towards the end, they passed the folder to us. Um, and we opened that folder and we saw a blueprint of a bobblehead. And oh, wow. I mean, I, when I tell you, I, I, I was numb. I, I'm pretty sure Brett felt the same way, but we were floored, man. That's an honor. And listen, I still get up every day and I turn around and I look at this bobblehead, not just one, but two. And I mean, one alone is like amazing, but to have two, and yeah. to represent this 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 fan base it means everything to both of us. So that, yeah. that's how that came about. Uh, and not not to I don't want to leave this out. Um, the fields actually, you know, this was their way of helping our uh, charitable campaign, which we're we're at uh, I think a little over thirty three thousand dollars towards Philly's charity without awesome. even sitting inside of a ballpark for for a game. That's that and that is just incredible and again just credit to you guys that's that's amazing and of course this season fingers crossed we're going to be or the fans are going to be allowed back in the stadium back in the ballpark for opening day what are the plans for the uh, pandemic crew for 2021 well philadelphia is kind of a different situation so philadelphia has been making their own rules so we're still kind of on the fence of exactly how it's going to look we have a section. We're going to be in 301. So if they let fans inside the stadium, there will be a dedicated fan Democrat section. So I'm a big soccer fan and football. Sorry, <laughs> I'm a football fan. And we have a team Uh-oh, here, Bert. and they have a supporter side out. Hey, I'm a big Tottenham Hotspur fan. So there you oh, go. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I know they're not doing well. But anyway, <laughs> I'm also a big Philadelphia Union fan, and they have a group called the Sons of Ben. Mm-hmm. And they have their own section. And I actually had tickets in it at one point. If you sit in that section, you're expected to be up and be rowdy. Yeah, yeah. Not rowdy, you know what I'm saying, supportive. Not just sitting there playing on your phone or what have you. I'm pretty sure you have sections like that as well. Absolutely, over, yeah. yeah. Every, every team, well, every stadium, yeah. Well, I always wanted to bring that into the stadium. That's been a dream of mine because this is another talk for another day, but baseball's losing fans because it's boring. And part of the reason why it's boring is because they take anything exciting out of the game, mm-hmm. be it a bad flip or, you know, whatever. So I wanted to bring a cheer section inside. So, you know, we're going to have our own dedicated section, which is going to be a fan-based section. Awesome. The Fandemic Crew is a supporter section. We don't say negative stuff about the team because we support the team. It doesn't mean we agree with everything. You know, obviously we have opinions about A, B, and C. That's, that's new for a Philadelphia sports fan because, look, you're on Twitter. You say it. You know, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah oh yeah but uh for so but so we're waiting on the city to let them decide if they're gonna let any fans in because they did have fans at the eagles but they they shut it down because COVID started spiking again yeah so we're not inside we'll be outside same spot and we're actually going to be there for the first spring training game february 28th i was talking to kevin franzen the other day and he's definitely they're doing their announcing from the stadium 
So we will be there in the normal spots. If anybody well, is awesome. in the area want to stop by, you know, we'll be out there socially distanced, keeping safe, same rules as last year. Come out and join us. That's that's awesome. And, and and how many roughly in the section would would that be in in Citizens Bank Park? Well, we don't know what the what the what the limits are going to be for the number of people. Uh, we're going to start around fifty, and then we have room to grow. So when oh, you I think it's going to grow. Bell, where that triangle cut out there. That's three right. one. Yep, yep, yep. Because they wanted so that when somebody hits a homer, and in the, I like their thinking in the playoffs, <laughs> and they go to that section because they're going to see the bell like all together to look nice. But we have room for expansion, you know, based on how it goes. Which last year, I mean, we had two hundred or more people out there some nights. So I mean, you know. Ah, oh, man, I just I I want to get out there and be with you guys. That that's awesome. And of course, um, is it the A's that have the similar? I think they have similar in the outfield as well because you, I've seen some of the games where they have all the flags and banners and a, a bit of a noisy section. And the Cleveland, I think Cleveland do as well. So it's great that we're going to have that. And I can't wait to hear you guys. Are the air horns back? Are the air horns allowed? Uh, it's still, still kind of in the works right now. Yeah, uh, but it, it did come up in the conversation. Uh, so you know, hopefully. Uh, Listen, I can't see 200 people wear air horns, you know, <laughs> at Citizen Bank Park. We'll be pissing off a lot of people. Air, air again, horn giveaway day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but can you? Listen, man, <laughs> we, de we definitely want to make, you know, bring some energy in the ballpark. And we're not taking away anything from, you know, grandfathers or fathers or mm -hmm. grandmothers uh, bringing their child for their first game and have a hot dog and a beer, or, you know, peanuts. Um, Kids love beer. <laughs> yeah, they love beer over here in Philadelphia. But listen, if you want you want to get excited, have a good time. It's going to be three oh one. Oh man, I, I doubt it's going to be this year with with what's going on. But whenever yeah. it's whenever the world opens up again, and whenever we're allowed to travel out of the UK, probably next Yo, year. If you, don't, if you don't get here by twenty twenty two, though, oh, no. property, this becomes probably <laughs> the pandemic crew. All right, <laughs> oh, I love it. Until, you have until twenty twenty two to claim it. Oh, man, it's going to happen. If, 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 if we make the playoffs and it's looking like October is going to be when we can actually start traveling abroad again from here, then I'm there because it'll be the first playoff experience I've ever even experienced the Phillies. So save me a spot if we, if we get there, guys. 301. Oh, you know it. And we'll have some beers and we'll watch some, we'll watch some soccer and watch some baseball. Oh, yeah. um, I, I, I'm, I'm giddy for the new year. I'm desperate to get out there as soon as it all opens back up again. But Guys, um, thank you so much for joining me. And it'd be great to have you guys on throughout the season if, if you guys want to come back as well. Oh, definitely, yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Dave, anytime, anytime you want to uh, chat, you know, just hit us up. We'll be happy to come on and, uh, you know, let you know yeah, what the Talk some baseball. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Before you guys go, spring training is here. Where's the excitement levels? Because I've... I'm up here already, guys. I'm a, I'm a 10. Uh, but I'm a sucker, you know. I, I see some... I see the yeah. videos, the mic'd up stuff and the social media, and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> I don't, okay. I'll, I'll watch the spring training games. I don't care if it doesn't mean much. I love watching these pitches. They're going to fight it out. I just love watching Phillies baseball. Where exactly. are you guys at the moment? I'm, 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 at, I'm, I'm at a 10 also. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we got some bad news about JT the other day. and then, uh, But listen, I'm not worrying about it. If JT no. Muto says... Not, not to worry about it. Well, you know, he'll be back 100%. Um, I, I'm not worrying about it. So, uh, and, and listen, we, we, we come to love uh, Andrew Knapp over here. Hey, I'm, so, I'm uh, with you. 
I'm with Where's that. It? I am a big Nappy fan. He's underrated. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. I think he's really underrated. Yeah, he definitely stepped it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I got I got some stats here real quick. I want to put out oh, there. Oh yes. Quick. So uh, in two seasons, 44 games. Uh, with Remuto out of the lineup, the Phillies are 15 and 29. Uh, when he's in the lineup, they're 94 and 84. I mean, some some scary numbers right there. But <laughs> listen. The guy's going to be back before opening day, I believe so. I, yeah, we'll, we'll be all right. I'm calm. I saw it and I thought, okay, that's typical Philly luck. That's typical. That's Philly sports in a nutshell right there. But yeah. it, it's, it's come on. I, I think he's going to be back. And if, he's, if he is out, it's going to be a week maximum. I think bar a setback, please. No setbacks. Yeah. Um, but I think he'll be back. And Nappy's a yeah. good backup. I have, I have faith yes, in is. Nappy. And <laughs> Got Jeff Mathis, so you know there we got they got Jeff Mathis. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Sixteen-year you know. veteran, thirty-seven-year-old. That's, that's it. If we need yeah. him for a couple of games, bring him on down. He can do a job for a game or two. I'm, I'm not worried. Opening day, it's like the Braves and Mets to start off with, eh? Easy. Yeah. 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 You know, you know, Davey. That's where the excitement level is. It never stops for us. Like there's no off season. Like you know, definitely wasn't an off season this year. Like we like if if you look like we're both in our Phillies room like the whole top of my house is all Philly stuff, so like my off season that's when I organize everything, so you know that's when I get everything in order so I can get more stuff you know <laughs> we, we we've been over the stadium we find an excuse to get to the stadium like weekly you know like we yeah. we constantly have stuff going on you know we dad you know we go to autograph signings usually and there hasn't been that many this year, you know we're really in tune with the events that are going on. Remember Oscar and I came from the collector circle. Right. No, right. I mean, you know, we love baseball, Joe, but like MLB Network, I watch it all the time. Like I'm a teacher, mm-hmm. a virtual teaching. It's on mute in the background. You know, for right. us, the excitement level is always at a million. It's just like it goes to like a happening instead of just like a anticipation. So, yeah. That's we're, cool. we're, Listen, I, we're yeah. Uh, one more thing I want to touch up on, man. Uh, another thing that me and Brett and Fandemic, cool, what we want to work on is bringing uh, baseball back to the inner cities. Um, you know, Brett's a school teacher. He could tell you, you know, he asked a couple children in his class uh, what the World Series was or even a couple players, and they didn't even know what, what it was. All the so, children, three classes, uh, not one of them knew what the World Series was. So our goal is to, you know, to bring, you know, baseball back to the inner city. And even if they could reach out to one child so he could learn the game, that's a plus for us. So that's our goal. That's awesome. That's awesome. Have you got – what are the plans to, to do that? Have you Have you got some plans to – to make this happen? So we, we have our eyes set on one one area that's not too far from uh, Citizen Bank Park. But with uh, COVID, it's hard to, to, to get yeah. in contact with these, these people that own the land or even the city. So, um, you know, we have a couple people that are on board, but everything's on standby until we can get this virus out of the way. Yeah. And it will go. It is going to go. Best thing positive. It, it's, it yes. is going to end yes. and the world is going to open up again. And Exactly. And a normality of such will return, and we're just gonna ride it out. And we've got Phillies baseball now to keep us nicely distracted, back on our timeline, soon back yeah. on our tellies. And guys, you're gonna be seeing these guys back out there at the ballpark as well with the air horns, with the fantastic support. Yes, give it a blast! <laughs> Absolutely love it, guys. I can't thank you enough for coming on. Thank you so much for your time. Um, take it easy, guys. Stay safe, and we'll chat to you real soon. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Dave. See you, UK.